All right, back to it. We're here till 3.30. Xander and Hanley, then we're up against White Sox Week. Dylan Cease on the mound for the White Sox today, giving us a fighting chance. We just have to keep hitting those home runs. All right, Brian, we were talking before the break about the art of keeping the calories up for an O-lineman. And there are a lot of people in Hollywood that have to, you know, eat differently, increase their eating for a role and everything. That just seems crazy because, again, uh, on the other side of that, you have to lose it. But for an O-lineman, you know what, there, there are strict things that you have to do to kind of keep up that size, right? Yeah, I mean, so Ted Karras is 315 pounds uh, center for the Bengals. And during training camp, they would tr- uh, practice at uh, 2 p.m. every afternoon. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to feel overly full going into practice. That could get a little messy, too, I guess. Um, so he would eat most of his calories, 6,000 calories a day, he uh, estimates. 6,000. calories. After 4 p.m., after practice, right? His was now, for a normal the, person, remind me, maybe you don't know, it's it's like 2,000, 2000 right? Or under right? 2,000, something take, like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you and I both uh, shed some weight during our, our last couple of years, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I, I don't know that I come close to 2,000 a day anymore, but but you, you could without even trying. 6,000, you got to work at it, right? So he said, the name of the game is calorie consumption. I don't pay much attention to what it is. I just consume it. I eat high-calorie-dense <laughs> food with volume and frequency. Well, I hope it has taste. Oh, it does. So he says he eats at least meals a day plus snacks. The key to his routine, most of his food consumption comes after practice. And um, here you go. So in the morning, which he considers before practice, mm-hmm. he'll have a fruit smoothie, 10 bottles of water, which I guess you allow some time to go to the restroom. Gatorade with salt added because he's going to sweat a lot during practice, right? A gallon of water before weigh-in. Two extra large. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. We have ten bottles of water. Yes. And then a gallon of water all before two p.m. And a Gatorade with salt added. And a Gatorade. And I, I'm sure it's not all Gatorade either, right? So I, why not just stay in the bathroom? I don't know how you leave the bathroom. <laughs> you can't. Coaches probably frown on that. Um, then after uh, the, the gallon of water and before practice, two extra large Uncrustables, which I had to look up because, I mean, Oh, I, I know assume... what those are. I have, uh, well, my kids are in their 20s, but they, they've been around a while. Jake, you used to eat those as a kid? Oh, I didn't like those. I would just rather make it myself. Around. But yeah, they were around. But they were around, yeah. It was yeah, for extremely lazy snack. people. Yeah. They're smuckers, right? I yeah. mean, it's mm-hmm. like peanut butter and jelly. It's peanut butter and honey. Right. Chocolate and chocolate. I mean, it would be... <laughs> Um, then he would have I didn't know they still made those. Uh, yeah, I, a, a drip drop electrolyte uh, powder packet with water, more water. So after practice, he gets serious. But a steak and pasta in the team cafeteria, a snack, usually a protein shake, another gallon of water, more Gatorade with salt added, another drip drop uh, electrolyte powder packet with water. Final meal before leaving the facility, he's smart to let the team pay for his food. Popular options are. Do we know how much time in between? Or pasta. Yeah, this is uh, this is really confusing um, me. Like at uh, home, before bed, okay. more encrustables or a frozen pizza. He eats a frozen pizza before he goes to bed, uh, and of course, more water. Ooh. You see if he can pull that you know, off in his fifties. You're not supposed to eat. Like, no, right this is what bed, I'm right? saying. You you look. We we've all you on the road. As long as you are on the road having to probably eat late or something like that. You can't, you know, into your 40s and 50s, you know, he's young 
and he's got his uh, career to think of. But, boy, I'll tell you, that does not work well practically in your 50s. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat like a pizza right before you go to bed. You're not even really believe- supposed to eat anything before you go to bed. Right. Yeah. Or, or, but those yeah. two meals we were talking about, he said uh, it was the steak and pasta, and then what followed that? And and I'm wondering well, how much... He leaves, before yeah. he leaves the facility, he'll have uh, maybe a Philly cheesesteak or more pasta at the, at the facility. At the, at so it's probably a close amount of time he's consuming all of that. Right. Wow. So, good Lord. I mean, and then a couple of Alka-Seltzer, and you call it a day, right? Well, at that age, maybe you don't need it. Back at that age, I'd be going out to get drink, get my drink on. Well, see, see, I, you know, the the thing to do in the southwest suburbs, and I'm sure it's like that all over the place. But uh, you know, growing up in uh, being of drinking age in the '80s, well, allegedly I was. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you know, going out and drinking, and then going to um, uh, a burrito place on 63rd in oh, California, and having the sure. big burrito that's as big as your, head, your head, and yeah, being yeah. able to eat it at five in the morning, yeah, and then waking up a couple hours later to go to work or you know whatever, uh, you know that was just a matter of course at uh, twenty two years old. Yeah, cast iron stomach. Uh huh. Uh huh. Didn't feel a thing. Didn't bother me at all. Didn't feel a thing. No problem. I don't, I don't know if this is one of the reasons I went to Marquette, but in Wisconsin, the drinking age was eighteen for everything. I think down here in Illinois at the time, it might have been 19 for beer and wine, but you couldn't have you couldn't you know order uh, uh, any hard stuff in a in a bar if you weren't 21, right? Which made the um, trips back to Chicago few and far between. (laughs) Sure, it did. Uh, because yeah, yeah, hey, even at uh, when I was growing up, we would everybody would shoot to the uh, the border. Mm -hmm. There was a, a a bar called Rocket North. Remember that bar? No. Right I, on the border that everybody would flock to. Yeah, see, that, that's dangerous because now you're you're traveling to and from. Well, right? and I that mean, and that is why uh, that is why Illinois fought it and it, it eventually closed. But if anybody remembers that, if you want to jump on, yeah, uh, yeah but I, I remember that being a thing. I never made it up there, but I had a tons of friends that would go up because they could drink and then come back home. Yeah, and and you know, Marquette had about a, I would say it's a, a two block stretch of places you could get burritos and and bars. Was like, that Water Street? No, it was um, Well Street. Okay, yeah, and I'm and familiar. yeah, Water Street um, became more of a, a downtown thing. But on the Marquette campus, right, you know, just uh, on the northern edge of the campus. So as an eighteen year old freshman, you know, we we pretty much set up a home base bar as a freshman. Then we switched to another bar, bar sophomore year, and then we tried, and that became our place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knew your name. You know, you're going in there, cheers. And then senior year, we had a different bar. But Did you ever all... hang out at Rosie's? No. Okay. No. It was a famous no. place on water. It yeah, was no. on water. Okay. The Avalanche. I could tell you stories about the Avalanche. <laughs> oh, boy. that And, and O'Donoghue's was our senior year bar. Um. I don't think the gym. The gym might have been sophomore. But anyway, as an eight, you know, as an eighteen-year-old who might have been drinking a few years before that, uh, that was a that was an appeal to being at a that allowed you legally to drink after you went to class. <laughs> so, uh, you little leaguers don't do that out there, though. No, so, no, 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 no. Not recommended. Yeah. But uh, you know what? If you're of a certain age, that was just the way you did it. 
And yep. uh, that's what I'm talking about is, uh, you know, hanging out at different places, whether at house parties or whatever, and going to get the big burrito and having the cast iron stomach. Well, and hearing were- what this, this guy goes through daily, did, did it say it, that's a seven, it can't be a seven day a week thing, right? Does well, he give himself a break on Sunday and just have I, water? I think he's just having, uh, you know, systems on Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, one thing about uh, in Milwaukee, they're real chili would have been like the equivalent of a, uh, a, a greasy dive where you went in after the bars closed. Right? Sure. Yeah. And so as much as I said, you shouldn't have a frozen pizza before bed, pretty much three or four times a week, having a big bowl of chili with cheese and onions and everything at two in the morning probably wasn't a good idea either, even at 18 or 19. Well, we, we live to it. tell about it. We <laughs> live to tell about it. Jake, yes. did you have any of that? Uh... Yeah, growing, uh, you know, in your late teens, hitting, you know, hitting some house parties and going to get some big, ridiculous meal you shouldn't be eating before you go to bed. See, I was, I was smart. I knew how to drive home, so I would like. Yeah, your generation yeah. was much smarter than me. I were. would have like one, much and then smarter. I would wait, whatever, two, three hours later, then go out and get food, and like, you know, nothing to set me off. You at know, all. and. and I appreciate the reminder that your generation seems to be so much smarter than ours. We're yes. lucky to be here with some of the stuff that we've done. I, I, I would imagine Brian would feel the same oh, way. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Just ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, one of my friends decided he had to uh, uproot a, a parking meter in uh, near the campus. And he laid, he put it outside a real chili when we went in to eat. And then he was upset when someone took the parking meter while we were in eating. He thought someone would just leave that. He was going to put it in the dorm room. He thought oh. that'd be cool. Well, but somebody no, stole it from him. But yeah. Never mind. He stole, mind. It, he stole it. Yeah. yeah. And there's money in there, by the way. They'd probably frown on I don't know what you'd be charged with exactly on that. But that was stupid stuff. I, you know, he was a big guy, and he was able to, to you know, get it out of the concrete. It's like, <laughs> yeah, where, where, where are you going with that? Talking about that? talking about stupid stuff, and then we've got a hit break, and we'll wrap up the Twitter poll and get to White Sox Weekly. Real quick, what we used to do when we go to concerts and we would have uh, too many beers, we would uh, get a bunch of other people and start picking up cars and moving them sideways in parking spots. Sure. There's cow tipping, and then there's just car moving. We literally picked up a 1975 Delta 88, which is oh, a man. huge car. Yeah. And we moved it to somewhere that person, that poor person, never intended to park it. How far did you move it? <laughs> Into the trees. Oh, for love of it. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, we're lucky to be alive. I know, right? We're lucky to be alive. All right, we're back after this. We'll wrap up the uh, Twitter polls and get you ready for White Sox Weekly and... Uh, Cover any uh, other loose ends here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. ESPN 1000, your home for Chicago White Sox baseball. First pitch, 615. Dylan Cease on the mound for the White Sox. Tyler Molly on for the Twins. Building on last night's exciting, weird victory, Brian. That would certainly help. Yeah, and um, you know, speaking of pitchers, you you know said Stoney was went off uh, on punching things when they're the pitcher, you know, and using pitcher pitching hand. And you alluded to <laughs> punching things and cutting yourself. And yeah, doing things and, you shouldn't be doing with your money you, maker. You alluded to um, Zach Plesac, right? Yes. And, and what he did. 
Um, so he he they think he might out be out just as uh, for as short as a week, but they're not sure. But he did. They did trace it back to him punching the mound after uh, a bad. Oh, it was inning. a mound punch. Okay, I thought he yeah. punched something in the uh, dugout. No, he did it on the mound. And either way, he ended up with a fractured hand. And, and that's what is, Lopez did last night. Yeah, and and this is not the first time he's had an issue with this. So um, they placed him on IL. He's got a broken pitching hand. Um, he told uh, uh, Tony Francona told the reporters that his right palm was swollen, and that the team believes the injury occurred when he punched the mound after a long home run to the Mariners' Jake Lamb last uh, uh, Saturday. Best case scenario is he's out. He puts in a splint and he misses a week, but I would guess probably longer than that. But it's the second year that he an odd hand injury. Last May, he broke his right thumb while ripping off his shirt after a tough outing. Oh, wait a minute. I remember that. Yeah, and he caught Repeat it on the chair in the locker room. <laughs> I mean, and didn't, didn't they send him home from Chicago because he was out partying during the COVID yes. restrictions? Yes, yes, he got in trouble for and that, too. He, 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 I think he told the fib. He said, no, that wasn't me. And they, they made him drive home, or they had someone drive him home. They wouldn't let him on the plane, right, because <laughs> right. he'd been out at, at a bar or something? Yep. When the team was under, you know, quarantine and, and told so Zach, uh, you know, Zach's had a little bit of a role here in the last couple of seasons. Well, you know, he has, uh, I don't have the information in front of me, but uh, when we see the Guardians again, uh, you know, if Zach isn't on top of his game, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, look, he he's 3-11 with a 4-3-9 ERA and 23 starts, and he's, you know, they still depend upon him, so right. that, that'd be what it is, but... You got to be smarter than that when you're on any time. But when your team's in first place, you know, they need you. Even if the numbers say maybe not, they do need you. It was really ironic on the broadcast last night. Steve Stone, for another reason, brought up a place act and what happened to him. And then at the end of the game, Lopez punches the mound, too. Yeah. Probably yeah. in the exact same way. There's another way to do it. What happened to the art of kicking the water cooler in the dugout? Yeah. Yeah, rip the, you know, they don't have phones. You know, they, yeah, bullpen phone. Just get that <laughs> yeah, off the wall. Right, right. And, 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 you know, boy, Carlos Sembrano, he would take the Gatorade jug and be throwing it. And, I mean, he'd be screaming at Michael Barrett, who'd be, you know, pointing at the scoreboard like, hey, that's on you. Those eight runs, that's what you did. I mean, you know, he had a... He, oh, he had a temper. He was fun to watch. Yeah, I would be going yeah. for the double bubble gum bucket and tossing that around. Yeah, if so many that's, pieces of those, just toss it on the field. Start I know, it's, that, it's that big tray, right, with all the buckets in it. You yeah. just throw it, yeah. and that's not hurting anybody. No. no, no. Here comes some sunflower seeds your way. Okay, duck. We've got uh, a couple polls that uh, we want to wrap up here um, at uh, ESPN One Thousand on Twitter. The first one is all about baseball. Now we're excited to a certain degree. If you're a White Sox fan, suddenly past three games. Yep. Okay. All right. You know, what does this mean? It's all so confusing. You were so bad for so long and now hitting home runs. And now we're starting to see home runs and, and some passion, some fire. So fan, fan duel, current odds to win the division. Okay. As of today, which team are you betting? Now, Cleveland's at minus 135. Minnesota's at plus 210. Now, remember, Minnesota was on top of the division for a long time. Then the Guardians. And uh, Minnesota's having a hard time catching the Guardians as well. And the White Sox are chasing them both. White Sox are at plus 410. So, Jake, what does that one look like? 
Yeah, so we have Cleveland at minus 135 at 43.1%. So people are still trusting Cleveland here. Uh, but at 34%, the White Sox at plus 410. Boy, that changed in the last hour because midway through the show, I looked and the the White Sox fan base was voting for the hometown heroes. And uh, they were they were like 40% to, to like 20 and 30 or whatever it was. I mean, they were leading, but... The- Smart money? I don't know. Smart money? Fan money isn't always smart money, right? Right. But when, now, you, when you lay down the bet, I mean, depending on how much you bet, I guess if you were to tell everybody they had to lay down $100 or you know $500, whatever that amount would have been, where would it be? But I guess these numbers are based on a $100 bet, right? Yeah, okay. you'd, have, you'd have to lay what one thirty-five to win a hundred for the favorites, and you if lay a hundred, you get four ten, four hundred ten back if the Sox were to defy the odds and, and win the division. If you bet today, yeah, maybe uh, maybe the safe bet would be Minnesota to win the yeah. money to actually win some money. Yeah. Okay. And uh, value. yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, FanDuel current odds to win the Super Bowl. Which team would you bet? Buffalo's at plus six hundred. Tampa Bay's at plus seven fifty. Kansas City's at plus 1,000 or other. Before we get the votes on that, uh, what are you guys thinking? Brian, what, what would you do? You know, I, I, I'd probably go Kansas City, um, but I don't know the, the whole Tom Brady, you know, retired, Giselle happy, unhappy, Giselle going back to work. Tom's got to be a better stay-at-home dad, and, and she's upset that he's unretired. He said there's a lot of bleep going on, and, you know, when you're his age, there's a lot of, you know, I don't know how this impacts it at all his season, but it's kind of drama you don't need for the, the GOAT. Yeah, uh, I'm not even looking at Tampa Bay, to be honest with you, for yeah. that exact same reason. I mean, for the first time, we've seen life in his age on his face. Yep, absolutely. And Giselle's going back and doing photo shoots. She's like, okay, if you can go to work, I can go to work. Someone else with three kids, you know, someone else can have to carpool. And just um, like that, their whole life always seems so idyllic, right? Yeah. It just seems so wonderful. Everybody, I mean, she's a beautiful model. He's this superstar athlete. They've got the perfect family, the perfect situation. Now it just seems to be unraveling in front of our eyes. And and I, you know, I think Green Bay comes in at like plus eleven hundred, so they're they're right there, fourth or fifth, and and so those are the top three teams. And there's probably another, you know, the Rams are going to be in there. You know the I don't know. Some people like the four. Garoppolo's now backing up. Um, I like the Chargers Lance. up there. Yeah, I Chargers, do. yeah. All right, how about you, Jake? I would say other with the, with the belief of, like, knowing that you have the Rams still up there, the Chargers. I mean, second would be, for me, Buffalo, uh, knowing how complete they are as well. And obviously them giving us one of the best games. At yeah, the end of the season I, there. I just uh, I, I, I want to believe Buffalo, in. Though, yeah, so. no, see, and same thing. Same thing. I've got to go other, too, because I want to trust buffalo but i'm not really there how's the poll look from uh listeners so i think they are favoriting us because it's a split um oh actually just changed <laughs> buffalo now leading uh plus 633.6 percent and then other um oh now you know now it's 34.4 percent other 33.6 percent it's buffalo. like a stock ticker yeah right it's like it's like the the um the telethon uh, for Jerry Lewis, let's turn those numbers over. I'm, again. I'm here all day, guys. <laughs> are, yeah, how much uh, are you? Are you done now? Or are you going to be here for another 12 hours? I am uh, going to go relax with those mimosas now. 
Okay. He's got a bag of mimosas right there waiting for him. That uh, Peggy and Dion brought yeah. that? Dion mm-hmm. brought me for, all the way from Football Fest. Uh, they surprised me, and I got a full bottle. Oh. Yeah, I think... I think you started drinking already. <laughs> yeah. You hit a button. See, it, it just went off. Now the thing just went off on us. Uh, but, yeah, they're trying to kick us out. <laughs> okay. You know, you should have refrigerated that orange juice. You should have ran that yeah, upstairs. Uh, but there's not a refrigerator yeah, down here. I know, That's I know. the thing. Well, well, well you got here. a lot of pull here. Why don't you just uh, make you sure chew- we get that done? You got That's chewing true. gum in the restroom, but you don't have a refrigerator. Yeah. Good well, luck. You know, well, hey, step by step. Just like the White Sox, right? Bring that up to Zetterman and see where that goes. Yeah. 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 Jake, you do that. I'm not doing that. You do that. (laughs) You're the producer. All right. So uh, we're just about uh, time to go to Connor for White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Again, the White Sox first pitch, 615. Dylan Cease on the mound. And uh, we have the lineup. Connor's going to give all that to you and re- Review, actually, rewind what happened last night. Such an interesting set of circumstances that led to a very emotional win for the White Sox. Hopefully they can build on that. Today's game, and uh, Brian, we'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here on ESPN 1000. We'll cover what happened with the White Sox tonight and uh, take your calls. It'll be another another fun couple of uh, hours plus 30 minutes. Right? We'll do that. We'll do that I'll tomorrow. Do it. It's yeah. a plan. We'll see you then. And Jake, thanks for uh, running the show. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports is the home of Xander and Hamlet. More's on the way on ESPN Chicago.